Welcome to the Mass Device Fast Five MedTech News Podcast, the show that keeps you up to date on the latest breakthroughs in medical technology with the top five news stories to get your day started. Today is May 4th. I'm your host, Danielle Kirsch, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Sean Hooley. Today, we're going to be discussing diabetes news and Innovis product acquisition and some smaller companies that had some funding roundups. First things first, how are you doing today, Sean? I'm doing well. How are you, Danielle? Doing all right. We've had a busy day with earnings roundups. Not a lot of other news going on, right? Oh, yeah. Good fun when you're drowning in the earnings season, but hopefully hopefully we'll see the other side of it soon. <laughs> Lots of big numbers that we will share with our listeners today. So Absolutely. That being said, what is the first thing we need to know to start our day today? The first thing we need to know is that a study in the United Kingdom backs the Dexcom real-time continuous glucose monitor system. So just one day after we spoke about Dexcom news and their billion-dollar private placement, the company's got more good news this time on the technology front. And what was the long-term health economic analysis that the study produced? So the study was titled Cost Effectiveness of a Real-Time Continuous Glucose Monitoring System Versus Self-Monitoring of Blood Glucose in People with Type 2 Diabetes on Insulin Therapy in the UK. So a real mouthful. But the study produced a long-term health economic analysis using the IQVIA core diabetes model. It enables calculation of long-term outcomes based on the best data currently available. And it establishes the cost effectiveness of funding Dexcom real-time CGM technology against testing with finger sticks, which used to be the standard care in blood glucose measurement. This seems like a significant development in the diabetes management space. I mean, Dexcom CGM technology has time and time again shown to improve patient outcomes and quality of life. And this latest study provides further evidence of its effectiveness. So what were some of the key findings of the study? Yeah, so this study definitely seemed uh, more geared towards the UK. And uh, it suggests that real-time CGM pr- produces sig- significant improvements in HbA1c. It also demonstrated reductions in long-term diabetes-related complications and emergency department visits. Dexcom reported a 70% probability of real-time CGM uh, representing a cost-effective option to the NHS, or National Health Service in the UK, compared to finger sticks. The company also saw a 38.7% probability of cost savings for the NHS with real-time CGM, and the analysis provided data demonstrating that intervention can lengthen or improve lives, which ultimately is, instead of cost-effectiveness, probably the most important thing. Yeah, it sounds like the study provides some robust evidence of the benefits of real-time CGM for people with diabetes. But this analysis follows previous research of the technology that measured similar parameters, right? Yeah, Dexcom said it piggybacks on previous research that proved its technology was cost-effective for people with type 1 diabetes in the UK. That study was conducted in 2020. Uh, Ben Byrne, the country director of the UK and Ireland at Dexcom, said that the recent analysis clearly adds to evidence that real-time CGM is not only a highly cost-effective intervention for people with diabetes compared to finger sticks, but also likely to be cost-saving. Interesting. What else should we know today? Well, Innovis is going to buy an external fixation product line, so uh, an interesting acquisition in the orthopedic space. What is the fixation system that it acquired? Uh, It acquired the SEAL external fixation product line from DNE. SEAL is a foot and ankle external fixation device with a speed frame, mini rail, circular frame, and pin-to-bar frame to aid in treating foot and ankle deformities, fractures, and fusions. The rail system was recently approved by the FDA and can be used for everyday applications in the forefoot and rear foot, but it can be used interchangeably with the SEAL circular frame. So seems like a pretty versatile orthopedic device. 
For sure. And Innovus seemingly has been focusing on its foot and ankle portfolio. Yeah, it seems to be a real area of focus and, and the company seems to be approaching it down different avenues. So it, it, it expanded the portfolio through internal developments and acquisitions like this one and recently launched its Dynaclip Delta, Quattro, Infix with Contractor Technology and Star Ankle PSI. So it's been a busy, busy stretch for the company. And what did executives have to say about this acquisition? Well, Gary Justak, the president and GM of Innovus Foot and Ankle, said that the company's proud of the foundation it's built in the hindfoot segment, and it's excited to further broaden its range of solutions with this leading external fixation line. So clearly, they have high hopes for, for the product. Moving on to our next item. Yeah, Levanova more than doubled its profits in the first quarter. So this is uh, touching into the earnings arena. A really strong performance for the London-based company to start the year. And what were some of those key financial results? Well, Levanova posted profits of $7.4 million, uh, which amounts to $0.14 cents per share on sales of $263.4 million for the three-month period. Translates to more than a doubled bottom line from profits of $3 million the same time a year ago on sales growth of almost 10%. This sounds like it's a reflection of the company's continued success in the industry and how did some of the, its segments perform? Well, the cardiopulmonary segment had a 17.5% uptick thanks to its oxygenator revenues, and Neuromod sales grew by 11.1%. The only segment that was on the downturn was the advanced circulatory business, but Levanova said there were some qualifying factors there and attributed it to fewer patients treated with its ECMO therapy uh, as a result of fewer severe COVID-19 cases, which I imagine... A lot of companies that we've seen it in diagnostics for sure uh, with COVID. I'm sure a lot of companies that had items geared towards treating COVID are seeing downturns there. Yeah, for sure. It seems like their cardiovascular applications are paying off, though, in that in that downturn. Absolutely. Were executives at the company optimistic about the results? Yeah. Uh, Levanova chair and interim CEO Bill Cozy, who took over in the interim role last month after CEO Damian McDonald resigned, said that the company delivered solid revenue growth and achieved important milestones during the quarter, including FDA clearance for its Essence uh, system. And it also randomized the 500th unipolar patient in a clinical study. Study. So he said that they're looking forward to building on the progress and seems like they're excited for the future. All right. Well, on to some more cardio news. Yeah. Magenta Medical closed a $55 million funding round to support its miniature heart pump. So it's a pretty sizable chunk of money for what appears to be a really interesting heart implant. And what is that mini heart pump that it's developing? So it's a percutaneous left ventricular assist device or LVAD, LVAD, however you want to say it. The powerful heart pump is initially folded, inserted through the groin using a small puncture, and expanded to activate inside the left ventricle. Clinical circumstances, the patient determine how the flow of the pump adjusts, and it ranges up to the entire cardiac output, so effectively replacing the function of the heart to allow it to rest and the patient to recover. And what kind of clinical evidence has it shown? The company completed a first-in-human study in the country, Georgia, Tbilisi, and uh, presented the results last year, and it now has plans to launch clinical programs in the U.S., beginning with an easy early feasibility study. The evidence seems to have caught the FDA's attention because the device received a duo of FDA breakthrough device designations, first as an option for high-risk percutaneous coronary intervention and in cardiogenic shock. This successful funding round seems like it's a sign of investor confidence in the company's innovative miniature heart pump technology. 
And with the increasing prevalence of heart failure worldwide, there seems to be a growing need for advanced cardiac support devices like Magenta's miniature heart pump. So who were some of the company's investors in this round? Well, Orbimed, a well-known global healthcare investment manager, led the round. And uh, existing investors, New Enterprise Associates, Batango VC, and Alive Israel Health Tech Fund all participated. And it's worth mentioning that Magenta is an Israel-based company. So I imagine the Israel Health Tech Fund is tied right into that. And on to our last story, which is also another funding roundup. Yeah, Dario Health priced a $14.3 million offering. The digital therapeutic developer looks like it's aiming to ensure its near-term financial future. Mid sort of uncertain times, I, I know, I don't know if we've discussed on the pod. I don't think we have because it was a little bit before that, but Paratherapeutics, another digital therapeutic company filed for bankruptcy recently. So it, it's clearly a, an interesting time for these companies and Dario Health seems to have secured at least a little more footing. What does this offering bring the company's cash balance and what about its cash runway as well? Yeah. So the company said as a result of this transaction, its pro forma cash balance at the end of the first quarter is at a total of $60 million. And it believes that the maneuvers extend its cash runway through late 2025. So at least another two years of being able to operate you know, with, with some cash on hand. And how optimistic are executives at the company? Yeah. CEO Erez Rafael said that the actions are very positive for Dario as they provide an additional year and a half of cash runway based on the company's current operating plan at terms that he believes are very favorable. He also made a point to say that half of the newly designated convertible preferred shares in the offering were priced at the market under NASDAQ rules and purchased by select members of the company's leadership, board of directors, and existing shareholders, which he views as an additional vote of confidence in in where the company's going. Interesting. And it made a couple of financial moves within this funding round, right? Yeah, so it refinanced its $25 million credit facility with a new $30 million credit facility, which it expects to save approximately $500,000 a month in amortization payments. After July 1st of this year, it may be entitled to borrow up to an additional $10 million under the new facility. So I guess it's a $40 million credit facility all said and done. And the company agreed to issue Avenue Capital Group a warrant to purchase up to 584,882 shares of common stock at an exercise price of about $3.33 per share. And that agreement also gives Avenue the right to purchase up to $2 million in common stock at a future date at its discretion at the same exercise price. Some exciting news going on there. So definitely. Thank you again for coming on. And but that's all we have for the news that you should know today. My pleasure. And uh, as always, point out that you can read more on the Mass Device website and check the show notes at massdevice.com slash podcast. Connect with us online. I'm on Twitter at Danielle underscore Kirsch, K-I-R-S-H, and the same name on LinkedIn. What about you, Sean? I am on LinkedIn, Sean Hooley, S-E-A-N-W-H-O-O-L-E-Y. Subscribe to the Mastervice Fast Five wherever you listen to podcasts and share this episode. Join us Friday for your daily MedTech News Roundup. Thank you for listening.